0: Welcome to Inside Economics. I'm Mark Sandy, the chief economist of Moody's Analytics, and I'm joined by my two colleagues, trusted colleagues, Ryan Sweet. Ryan's director of real-time economics. Hey, Ryan. Hey, Mark. You're wearing, you're wearing my sweat uh, sh- sweatshirt, there, Ryan. Yeah, I know. We dress alike. I mean, I'm yeah, going looks, casual Friday. You know, I've been waiting I mean, I'm, for I'm, Biden to pick his Fed chair, so I might as well get comfortable.
1: Yeah, uh, you're gonna have to wait a lot longer.
0: Yeah, hopefully no. early next, next week. week. Yep. It, and, and the listener, that's that's an interloper. She's like diving right in. <laughs> yeah. That's Diane. That's Diane Swank. Yeah. But uh, we're going to introduce her formally in just a minute. But I have to introduce Chris. Chris, Diane, Chris is very quiet. He looks like James Bond over here, doesn't he? Oh, my he? goodness. One week he's like, you know, a Ferrari driver. The next week he's J- J- James, right, Chris?
1: Uh, Ryan? The international
2: yeah. man of mystery. Yeah. It's true.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, Chris is obviously. I can
1: vouch. I can see him. Close. Yeah, right. I'm telling yeah. you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Deputy chief economist. Uh, good to have him. And of course, Diane. Diane, it's so good to have you. Thank you for joining. You are uh, You you are now the chief economist of Grant Thornton, right? Yes, I'm yeah, the chief economist
1: at Grant Thornton.
0: And we, you've had a long, illustrious career. And I, <laughs> Diane, you won't believe this, you're, you're, I- you're
1: dating us both, Mark. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. But we've known each other a long
1: time.
0: Yes, we have. I, I knew you, well, the first time I met you, I remember uh, you were working for uh, the chief economist of First Chicago, I believe. Yes. And I, for the right. life
1: of me, I can't remember his name. What's his name? Jim Hannibal. Oh, Jim Annable. My Yeah. Yes, yeah. he was my mentor. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And we yeah. reported to Bill McDonough, who was oh, you, is, is vice chairman right? of the bank, who became president of the New York Fed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: I got my first bonus ever. And my first, a note from Bill, um, my first year on the job, I did a big study and he wrote me a special note telling me how good it was. It was great. Oh, and that's wonderful. Double doubled my bonus the next year. So that was really great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's even better. That's even yeah. better. And you, you and I were well, I'm not going to say when that was, but uh,
1: we were, <laughs> a lo- long, long time ago,
0: <laughs> we were focused on regional economics. And, yes, and part, we were both regional. Part, economics. Yeah, because at that time it was the breakdown of inter, uh, It was the advent of interstate banking, and yes. all the banks were trying to figure out how to.
1: And I was in the middle footprint. of all the strategy on that. Yes, and right. I was looking at. I was specialist on the Midwest economy. You know, I started out, Mark. Um, I moved from uh Ann Arbor to Chicago and they said well you're from Detroit you know the auto industry and I'm like I don't know the auto industry and actually I do because I've I've been walking production plants since I was two years old because my dad worked at GM and my stepfather worked at Ford so I knew a lot more about it than I realized but that was the first thing they said you're an auto analyst that's your that's your thing because just because of where I was from the Detroit area
0: well I mean the auto industry is is big now but back then it drove the economic train, right? I mean, it
1: was it was huge. I, I yeah. remember, this will really date me, Mark. I remember when um, the 1986 tax reform went in uh-huh. and I, we used to watch the ticker. It was right. printed out on paper, right. the 10-day auto sales reports.
0: I remember that. <laughs> and yeah. auto
1: sales skyrocketed because the tax reform didn't allow consumers after December to deduct the interest on their oh, that's um, right. auto loans on their taxes anymore.
0: So everyone that's when, And then in. you got the
1: switch to home equity lines of credit became really big. But that was, um, I started in September, 1985. So...
0: Wow. Well, you just dated yourself, so. I did just date myself, but I I, I did
1: my undergraduate and graduate degree really quickly. And so I started at 23. So I'm 59. Is that
0: right? I did. Wow. And I did another
1: graduate degree at at Chicago, but.
0: All right. Well, that that switch over to home equity, that worked out really well, didn't it?
1: Um. (laughs) (laughs) I remember raising red flags about it. In the '80s and in, in the early '90s, hey, there's a lot. Of this, this, this stuff's going on like crazy here. I remember, I remember back in the day, and I, I shouldn't digress this much, but I was working on our credit card portfolio, which was a wonderful thing. All this real time data, and I said, "Well, wait a minute here. Don't you have any linkage? You guys are giving people home equity lines of credit and credit cards when you give them a, a mortgage in the early '90s." And I said, "You know, don't you have any linkage here in terms of defaults? Because you know they're linked. and are like." Oh, people will never default on their house. So I'll always pay the yeah. house. And I'm like, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> and I said, no, they'll keep their credit lines going longer. Yeah. Because they want access to credit and it takes longer to foreclose a house. And
0: well, oh, wow. here's a story for you, Diane, that you may not know. Uh the company I started with uh, my brother, and you may remember Paul Getman, who's now retired. He, Paul came to me and said, let's start a company. And I said to him, okay, Paul, I'll do it if we get a, a consulting project. And uh, uh, so I, uh, we started uh, looking around for projects. I wrote a proposal Then, like one week later to First Chicago, oh, the, wow. credit card, the credit card company. Yeah. And it was uh, a project around uh, determining the effectiveness of of their marketing for cash advances, you know, on credit cards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we, we literally got the project two days later. I could not believe it. Like I oh, said, wow. I thought there's no way this is going to happen. I'm going oh, go to start. Had, I mean,
1: I, back in the day, I mean, I, I know some of the inside of, I mean, I loved our credit card people. I, I used to go out, we had a separate facility. Did you ever visit it?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. In Elgin. It was Elgin, Yeah. Illinois. With the yeah.
1: waterfalls and the ducks yeah, and yeah, childcare yeah. and, I mean, the yeah. margins in credit card were really huge. Oh, Those guys were making tons of money. It was just something else. Yeah. And um, I knew them all really well. And um, I mean, I just, it would always stun me how I was never allowed to talk at the time about the margins that we were making or predatory lending or anything like that, because yeah. uh, it wasn't predatory lending. It was just, we got really good margins i mean
0: (laughs) fine line (laughs) diane fine line (laughs) yeah yeah
1: it was it was incredible though when you work with the credit card people i mean and they had casual days before anyone did i mean this was in the 90s i mean early 90s and stuff it was
0: yeah well here's the thing you had for chicago at the time remember this had 7 million card holders we got tapes for all 7 million card holders delivered through i the mail, I think I can't remember. <laughs> we we put them up on the computers at Penn, University of Pennsylvania, their their mainframe. And we that's what we processed it. And that's we had, pro- yeah can you yeah. believe it we had access to the information for seven million people. Oh we, I, yeah.
1: I mean it's one of the things that gave me a huge edge for a long time because I would get comps all across the country of what was going on. And we didn't have big data in the way we do now that you can get this credit card data, but I had a lot of information. That yeah. gave me incredible insights and it wasn't well, as real time as it is now, but yeah, they're pretty lax about it. Yeah. Well, that,
0: that that was, yeah. That the one implication is you got data. The other implication is really you've got. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty lax. I Yeah. yeah I, pretty and, lax. Know, it the company I mean, yeah. doesn't
1: exist anymore. But
0: Can you imagine that? Morgan Chase, yeah. We were the biggest uh, processor of data, I think in, the East Coast that year, so yeah, <laughs> it was like, yeah, right. Anyway, yes. well, we dig- we, definitely we, de- so, okay. we definitely digress. Yeah, definitely
1: digress. Yeah, but, was-
0: but that, all good stuff because it's relevant to the topic of the of the big yes. topic of the day, and that's Very. the consumer, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But so, okay, you were for Chicago, and then and then what w- what happened after that?
1: Um, I went to Mesro Financial, so thirty years oh, in right. finance, and actually, yep. I have one of. At- In my house, uh, I have a house in Michigan because I'm from Michigan. It's only an hour and ten from where I am right now, and I'm going there later after this. No, Um, but um, it has a cup. It's Moody's.com.
0: Do you really? Yes, I have one of
1: your old cups (laughs) in the house. And and we thought
0: we were going to make a fortune on those. By the way, Diane. You know, oh selling yeah, those, sure. selling I'm those sure. uh, trinkets yeah
1: well and actually you know i mean i don't know if you remember this but one of my son's best friends ended up working for you he went to berkeley um working with your brother and who's that um, uh remember colby name oh colby colby yeah sure Lewis. yeah he's really colby, yeah really good i mean since kindergarten yep. we still know yep. Kobe. I,
0: yep.
1: And i mean he's like another son to me but um colby's now working on um he's going to graduate school in new york at columbia oh, and he's working on um climate change went from Berkeley to Columbia to work on climate change engineering to cool the planet.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool stuff.
1: So anyways, we have a lot of linkages.
0: Yeah. And then Mesro, you went, you were. And then I had my own
1: company. You had had your own own company. company.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And then I had
1: a bunch of suitors that wanted to, wanted to work with me. And um, that's great. This was the best mix because I love middle market and um, you get so much rich information from your clients and you can add a lot of value. So that's why I'm where I'm at.
0: Fantas- and it's and that-
1: ni- nice to be out of finance. I, I often say, you know, I, I spent a lot of my career, my whole over 30 years in finance, and I worked with a lot of great people, but I spent a lot of time swimming with sharks as well.
0: Yeah, And now
1: I'm kind of swimming with dolphins.
0: That's Ryan. Ryan is like, you know, he'll, he'll, you know, as soon as I turn my back.
1: <laughs> you
0: know? oh, yeah. Sure. No, yeah.
3: Right, the, right. You, the only crazy. reason you have me on this podcast, watch out. To poke <laughs>
1: uh, I teach so everybody knows all yeah. about us, but they don't know anything about the economy.
0: Well, okay, we better talk about that then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good better point. Thank you for that That little nudge. We got <laughs> to back the business here.
1: Okay, it's just Mark. fun talking with you, Mark. Yeah, so. I know,
0: absolutely. Okay, okay. We, you know, Diane, we play this bit of a game. First thing we're going to do is talk a little bit about the statistics and. Uh, do it with a little bit of a game because you know for some not you and I and Chris and Ryan we, we can di- we live on this stuff but for most people pretty hard to digest the economic statistics so we play a little bit of a game we uh, state the statistic and then we the rest of us try to figure out what that statistic is the best statistic is one where it's not a slam dunk we're all going to get it fast although you know sometimes that's hard and one that that's not so hard we'll never get it and then and this is bonus uh, if you can come up with a statistic that's relevant to what's going on in the broader economy and to the topic of the day. So uh, uh, that, that's the criteria we use. And we always lead with Ryan because Ryan, actually, Ryan is uh, absolutely fabulous at this. Uh, he knows oh, the data better than anybody. Hey, I,
1: I, and I will put this out there first, Mark. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm severely dyslexic.
0: I did not know that.
1: And so I can do calculus in my head. Um, it's like a you know idiot savant thing. But um, I, um, I I flip numbers.
0: Oh, so are you warning so us that if you say 15, it's actually it 31? I may give you the, I may flip a number, you right know. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. That's right. a big hint. That's a really <laughs> that's good hint. Yeah. Guys, if you get that? I don't do
1: PowerPoints. I hate PowerPoints, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I, have you seen me in the one time that I do PowerPoints in a group that we're in together, but I, I don't I hate oh, that's really, I wow. never do PowerPoints never ever I get I I'm become no. a, a very good storyteller without because you know numbers, the economy is about linking the making a story out of the numbers and linking the dots, mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, um, you know, if you flip yeah. the dots.
0: <laughs> yeah, that could be a problem I got yeah actually yeah. I have a good, I have a good story about dot that Diane I got another plot, good story about that I, let's, well we'll come back to the, this is the podcast for a second so <laughs> I'm sitting in front of this of a screen with my brother Carl you know who uh, is still with us and still manages the business and I'm looking at the data and I you know I'm starting to explain oh that's because of XYZ this and that and everything he goes oh I forgot to multiply by negative one so <laughs> <laughs> So, and then of course I dove into well, why, why. Well, here's the reasons why that's the case. You know, it's, it's even, even
2: better.
1: That's even better. Yeah, the data gets turned around, and you can yeah. you can still tell a story. There's there's always a story in the data. Listener, I always, think we, there's people behind cut, the numbers. Which we, is we should I cut think, that
0: out. I think Ben. No, I'm only kidding, listener. No, we're we're going to yeah. keep that in. Yeah. Anyway, but, you
1: know, there's also. I mean, people also forget there's people behind the numbers. I know this mm-hmm. seems kind True. of trite, but People always think we're thinking. You know, when they talk to us, they what's the first yeah. question you always get, Mark? What is the stock market going to do? And like that's yeah. like the last question you want to answer. Yeah. But. The real question, I mean, you guys, right? Isn't the, I mean, the real issue is like, Diane, like, what's
0: the stock market going to do, Diane? <laughs> no. <laughs> I
1: mean, but you know, isn't isn't the real there question? There goes the we script. Really- <laughs> there yeah. the script.
0: Oh, but we we actually we're going to come back to that though. you can't talk about the consumer without talking about asset balance right? Well, so.
1: you have to talk about that, but but that's yeah. but that's different. Yeah, that's good but it, it yeah. But it you know but the issue is that we're all talking about collective human behavior, whereas. Mm on average, behavior going to go. And it matters on average versus not on average as well.
0: Yeah, so. absolutely. Okay, Ryan, down to business. Give us a good All right. statistic.
3: All right, I got two numbers for you. Two, okay. Yep.
1: Oh, no. I'm going to write them down. Since, and okay. I'll probably write them down backwards.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Fire, away. Fire away, Ryan. All right. Down 28,000. And 28, down 28, 47,250.
0: Okay. Uh, initial unemployment claims down over the last four weeks. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait. 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 Is Fine. that right, Ryan? Yes, that is correct. Where's the cowbell, Ryan? I'll get it. God. Get the cowbell, Ryan.
1: <laughs> Diane, you gotta admit that's an amazing feat. I <laughs> just did. that was really good, Mark. I'm. I'm that, and, I, and, I was like, and that, it's good. I, I was. You got it. Did it good. You oh, was the cowbell? That was quick. I did. More Where's cowbell?
3: the cowbell?
1: It's right here. Okay, oh, ring Go it.
3: <laughs> Good lord.
1: <laughs> one of my favorite oh. Saturday Night Lives ever.
3: Oh yeah, that's a great Saturday Live.
0: I missed that one.
3: And what?
0: Re- yeah, what are you talking oh, about? No. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we
3: worked done this. Really? Google more cowbell. Yes yeah. oh, you, gotta- you have to. Oh, really? Okay,
0: okay.
1: Oh wait. my god. All
3: right. Okay. It, okay. It's
1: like from 2001 or something or 2002? It's
3: Will Farrell. It's great. It's Classic. Great oh, Will Ferrell. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Oh, it yeah. is phenomenal.
0: He makes me laugh out loud. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, okay. So, what, what's the deal on the uh, UI claims? Uh, you know, why'd you pick that one, Ryan? Uh, initial claims from employment insurance.
3: Well, the labor market's picking back up. I mean, we remember we talked about October it was a good job number, but November should be even better. Uh, so, if you plug that into our employment, you know, our real time, our high frequency employment uh, models, 650,000
1: to 700,000 mm, job growth. Really, really? Yep.
3: And, and remember, we're going to get some seasonal issues because of pull forward hiring because of the uh, right. early holiday shopping. Holiday, so it could yeah. be a really good number.
1: Yep. You know, uh, 10,000 deer workers in manufacturing, but that's pretty small. Yep. They it's funny. Two
0: weeks ago, I would have said, Oh, that's so great, fantastic. And now I, I say, Oh, that's great and fantastic. Then I go, Oh, now people are going to worry about inflation. You know, was the, yep. what's the inflationary yeah. implications mm-hmm. of all that growth, which we'll come back to. We should yeah. come back to that. Yeah. yeah. But that's a good one. And what you had, the other one was, does that continuing claims? The one that was down? Ah, so you only
3: got one. You, got, you get 50% credit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the other one was the four-week <laughs> moving average in initial claims.
1: So oh. both are important. So because oh, yeah. you
3: know, weekly, you can get a lot of volatility, Yeah, right. smooth it out, and it still was
0: a really good number. And the number was 268, I think, right? 268,000 for the week. On the week. Yeah. On the week. And Chris, you always point to this. The What's the uh, kind of the stake in the ground for the economy back, you know, kind of in full swing? What would be UI claims?
2: If we're below 250.
0: Below 250.
2: A solid Although ground. there's,
1: that, you know, there's, there's some, it's interesting, because some of the labor economists that I meet up with, mm. um, we do this at, at NAEP, um, mm. which we're both members of, but the neighbor, labor economists meet up, Actually, are thinking that we won't get back down to the same levels even as the economy is better because more people now know how to actually file and get through the process of getting oh, into claims.
0: Interesting. The interesting.
1: systems still aren't completely fixed and there isn't money to yeah. completely fix them, but a lot of states have more money and have fixed some of the problems. So the processing of claims, there won't be as many turned out. So it won't mean that we have necessarily higher claims. It's just that the equilibrium level, could have been, a lot of people didn't get claims. that should have gotten claims before.
0: Right. Right. Well, in pre-pandemic, in the height of the strength of the labor market, we were what, what, 210, 220? Oh, it's below 200.
1: Was it below 200? 200? Did we get below 200? Mm -hmm.
0: No, we did. Okay. All right. So we're not, we're not there yet, but uh, we're definitely moving in the right direction. So the economy feels like it, it's strong, solid, producing jobs. You're saying 650, 700 so far. Obviously, that can change, given that That can data. change, but yeah, for it's the, going to be a good number. That's the employment number for the month of November. Yeah, it yeah. comes out right. two weeks couple from now. weeks, yep. December 3rd. December 3rd, okay.
1: Okay, good. Employment Chris. days, I know.
0: <laughs> Chris, you're up, man. Got a good one? All right, I got a good one.
2: Oh, I don't uh-oh. know what you'll get it, but- There
0: we go, right. housing. You guys right.
2: always complain that I, I make it too simple, so-
0: no, that well, last
3: week, last week you went with a coffee CPI. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That was a good one. <laughs> wanted,
0: well, that was a good
3: one.
2: That he one wanted us the story. to
0: guess the, uh, the the cost of his Wawa cup of coffee. That's what he <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm.
2: Okay. That's a bit of a hint. All right. So my numbers oh. are 14% and 4.4%. 14%, 14% and 4.4%. Uh, yeah.
0: um,
1: either retail sales were up close to 14% from a year ago. Yeah.
0: Kind of on the or, right track, but that would
2: be too obvious. So it's not retail it component. Retail it's a component of retail. Yeah, it's retail
1: sales. Retail sales. Are uh, no, really? Uh, which component was up? Kind of sort of. What do you
3: mean, is it, kind of sort of? It's restaurants or not restaurants? Are you looking at? It's a very are topical. Even
0: it's a very topical uh, uh, statistic bars? here. No, he's like yeah. he's like uh, you know like uh, Taco uh, Bell is up fourteen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You want, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you oh. one more hit. $53 and 31 cents.
0: Oh, that sounds like that should really be helpful, but for some reason that but doesn't it's not.
1: That. <laughs> I'm completely yeah. lost on that one.
0: <laughs> 50, say that again. $53 and $53 and
2: 31 cents. one cents. Fourteen What's
0: going for $53 and 51 cents. Something's got to be going for yep. that. Uh, what was it that per be? ounce per pound? Wagyu of beef for for <laughs> for, think <laughs> of the <laughs> holidays, <laughs> the
3: holidays,
2: the oh, Christmas tree, turkey, turkey. Christmas tree, got, Christmas tree. Turkey? Thanksgiving meal. Thanksgiving meal is uh, oh, uh, I got it, fifty-three dollars okay. and thirty-one cents according That's good, to American no. Farm Bureau, up fourteen percent year over year. Oh, sounds...
1: now
2: you're gonna mess up what I wanted
1: to do. Oh, sorry. I thought turkey's turkey prices have
0: no, but I thought turkey up price, that so that's
1: what I was gonna do is turkey prices have fallen 0.1 percent in October Nothing. from the month before, and they're up 1.7 percent from a year ago. So turkey's really cheap.
0: How come, Diane? There's no problem with supply. What, I mean, I don't get it. People Why? hate
1: turkey.
3: Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> turkey turkey is so overrated. And my husband's
1: any indicator. He's like, stop buying turkey. I don't want to eat more turkey sandwiches. I'm
0: like, Thanksgiving's I, really? coming.
1: We've got turkey. No,
3: turkey's way overrated.
0: Oh, kind of well, hold on. So uh, wh- here's well, I'm a little confused. Lots of food prices are up,
1: and but, and all the protein prices are up.
0: Yeah, lot, But not
1: turkey.
0: It, and so the narrative in turkey. my the narrative in my mind was mm. a lot of that's transportation costs, right? Right. That, right. But why not? Why, if that were the
1: case, why wouldn't turkey prices be up? I have demand no down. It's it's that da- fell in October and it's up yeah. only 1.7 percent from yeah, a year ago in October, which is you know really low.
0: Maybe that's I mean, skimflation, the skimflation. These are smaller turkeys.
1: I I, I remember um, <laughs> some, uh, <laughs> Jamie Di- when I when I worked with Jamie Diamond. He I had him introduce so, the head of Walmart, and um, it was at a name meeting, and um, he was talking about how they used to count. They would have everyone come in from their you know places to report every week and how business was doing. Uh-huh. And their lead indicator was whether or not, because there's a lot of, in Arkansas, there was a lot of um, chickens that they would transport in trucks. And sometimes the chickens would fall off the trucks. And if there was a lot of chickens on the side of the road, that meant it was a really good economy. And if there wasn't a lot of chickens on the side of the road, it meant it was a really bad economy because people picked oh, up the chickens because they wanted to eat them.
0: That makes a, well.
1: Now that's there an you interesting go. economic. Yeah. Indicator.
0: That, is an <laughs> that one you not. Have you investigated that one? Is that you've done a study here or I
1: haven't or, done a study. I yeah. heard it from the former CEO of Walmart.
3: The last thing you want to do is be driving behind a chicken truck.
0: Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh there's in other Delaware, trucks that are worse.
3: Yeah. That's true, but in
1: with, with live game. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, how do you know all this, Ryan? Are you, you like Delaware? It's got a lot of chickens. So oh, when I was at the were, University
3: of Delaware. Oh, you I would drive University home Delaware. and I get stuck behind <laughs> these chicken trucks.
0: Yeah. You right. don't want to
2: pass a chicken processing plant for
1: sure.
3: Oh <laughs> no, no, no.
0: Really? Oh, no, I don't I see I am I'm, I'm sheltered. I don't know this stuff. Oh <laughs> I, I need to get out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good one though. So so Diane, we we got yours then. The t- yeah, the sort price. of because I,
1: I was No, I was, that's
0: good. That's I have that's another one. one
1: though. I have another one. Oh you do. okay,
0: fair, okay, uh, far away.
1: It's um, down one million since uh, February,
0: 2020. Down 1 million. Would that be since February of 2020? Well, the labor force is down 3 million. Would that be the number of
2: From Sector? Of women
0: workforce? that are out of the workforce compared to pre? No. the Is it labor market related? Is it labor market oriented? Oh, okay. it is. Okay. Are we on First track I would here? do are a we, labor
1: market one, yeah. Are
0: we in the right ball in the same, are we thinking the right, this is the right way?
1: Sort it, it's sort of, it, it, it yeah. could be.
0: Yeah. It's okay. You don't it, have to tell us it, it, anymore. It, okay. What about, is it, is it a million people in leisure and hospitality? It's not a million
1: people. It's done a million.
0: Oh, is this daycare workers? That's a clue. No, that's no, hundred K. Yeah. Right. But it's not Re- people. Retail. Saying, maybe. It's not people. Retail workers. No, well, people. it's people
1: <laughs> doing something. Yes. In the labor Hotel market.
0: Telework? No. No, uh, I mean, so I don't know. Good. I, I guess this, this is a good multiple one. Multiple yeah, job it's really, holders. Oh, that's a great one. That is a great one. That's a cowbell. That's a cowbell.
1: I think that's what was good about that, that statistic is to me, that's an encouraging statistic because it means, well, one is a testimony to how low wages were at the peak of the last economic cycle that people had so many multiple jobs and there were so many multiple job holders. I hope, and I don't know, but I hope it's in part because wages at the lowest end have gone up enough that people don't have mm. to have multiple jobs. I don't know that yet. We'll have to test that and see how that holds going forward. But, um, you know, that people had to have multiple jobs. And that yeah. also means there's fewer people working, you know, yeah, all these staggered shifts and stuff like that. It's really nuts um, to have to have all these jobs. But yeah. Um, well, that mean that that's a reduction in labor force too.
0: That is right? yeah, that may be one reason why non-farm employment, which counts the jobs, not people. Right, right. M- may not actually return to full strength or right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's
1: kind of interesting, isn't
0: it? That's very yep. that's a great statistic. I had not I thought looked, it was been looked at. Yeah, that's a fantastic one. Very good. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Mm-hmm. This should be, you okay. know, I'm worried this might be a little bit too easy. Back that's to normal hint. index. <laughs> yeah. That's Mark's go. We have a we have a uh, that's my go-to index, this index we put together called the back to normal index, uh, which no. is actually pretty cool. Oh, but I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not gonna go into it. Right. Just Wait, not right. Chris do it. and Ryan would know it, and I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into it. 94.5, by the way, just 94.5% yeah. 94, 94. of normal. Uh actually Illinois for your uh Diane is the, the, the I know I can't help myself. Is the lowest state in the country? I think it's like 88 percent of normal or something. 87 percent of normal. Oh gosh. Uh, or oh, than New York? I thought New York was low. I, I think I was looking. I think uh, New York just rose above Illinois for the first time. I, I think, but I, I may have that wrong. So don't you know? Don't don't hold me to that. All right, ready? Oh, I
1: mean, we have a lot of convention business that isn't happening. So
0: yeah, hmm. I know, and a lot of yep. Uh, 66.8. 66.8.
3: Or N H A
0: N A H B? No, that's index. the National so Association of Home Builders. That's a, that's eighty three percent. I think. No, I'm
3: thinking like yeah. the details, I'm thinking, like I'm thinking the potential buyer traffic.
0: I S M. No, no, it's not N H B. It's not I S M. You guys, it's got it's relevant to the topic of du jour, You know the consumer. It's actually per, a bit perplexing that this doesn't feel consistent with. They come
1: out this week. Uh, so it's something in the confidence numbers
3: yeah yes it is are you it doing you mish confidence yeah you mish cause last week all right, you're, you're about a week late but that's
0: all right no no wait was it last week
3: yes it came yeah. out last week
0: oh ah, okay well right. you said i in my rules did i state it had to be the last week i didn't diane I did, I, did I say no
1: that? i i used i used october employment data, there so. you go see so yeah. they already come and, on guys yeah you know. The All CPI, right. my turkey well, that's, CPI, though, that's, that's for that the
0: guest. Good. That's
1: the
0: guest. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Mark, okay, fair Mark, enough. Mark but, sets his own rules. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, wait, wait. <laughs> 66.8. That that here, I this is actually a question to the group. Okay. 66.8 for you, Mish. That's the Michigan University of Michigan survey. This, meant, is an, this is this is in honor of Diane, because I know <laughs> Diane is from Ann Arbor, and Ann Arbor is home to the Wolverines. Uh, you know, not that I like the Wolverines very much, but you know, they're, you know, uh, I get it. They're and not <laughs> You know, if you're a Penn State fan, you can't I arbitrage
1: to... when I was in college.
0: <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, my father never forgave me, but I made oh, a lot of money. I can imagine. Yeah.
0: But that's, that's the lowest reading uh, in the entire pandemic. You have to go all the way back to yeah. just coming out of the Great Recession, the, the financial crisis, yeah. to find uh, it that low.
1: The sentiment and... survey is more ser- sensitive to inflation, okay.
0: too. Yeah, so it's gas prices.
1: Is that it? Is this total yeah. gas prices? Yeah, a good
3: chunk of it is, and then yeah. you okay. can throw on top of it COVID because I mean sentiment yeah. tracking COVID cases, yep. but you know we got a big jump in gas prices after Hurricane yep. Ida, and yep. sentiment usually cr- cr- craters after hurricanes okay. in the Gulf Coast because of the energy effect. Yep.
1: Okay, and, and and it's and and the sentiment survey is more sensitive to um, inflation, and this confidence yep. survey is more sensitive to employment.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're going to say the conference board consumer conference,
1: conference board. Yeah.
0: That And that was 113.8. So that's they're kind of diverging. And if you look, yeah. I just looked the gap is employment the two, versus, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about as wide as it's ever been.
1: Yeah. So because one is worried about inflation and, and one is unemployment.
0: One, so I guess that's, that makes sense, I guess. So you're yeah. saying, yeah, we, that goes back. The job market's good. We're creating yeah. jobs, unemployment's coming in, wages right. are up. But, but inflation's oh, up
1: and nobody likes inflation. Up. And, and, I'm, and, I'm and people are particularly food. sensitive to gas prices.
0: Got it. Very so, so a, it actually, it every day.
1: That actually I should
0: write about. That's a good thing to write about that because you it, didn't know, it, know that
1: they were. It's a good it, it's interesting. I didn't know they were
0: as wide as that. I knew they were they had gone in different directions, but they're I think yeah. this is I don't know if it's as wide as it's ever been, but it's pretty, pretty darn close. It's gotta be close. Here's the other thing. Interesting. I looked in the Conference Board survey because they break it. I think they all do, but they break it down into uh, different demographics. And uh, by age, always the people that are younger are more optimistic than the people who are older. So, they less than 35 is more optimistic than 35 to 54, which is more optimistic than 55 plus. But in in the current in the last month, the people who are in the middle, the 35 to 54, are actually most depressed. It's because the older people are actually almost gonna, in recent months have been more optimistic than they are. It's very, yeah. very interesting. Well, they Those can retire. Go to,
1: they got networks. That's what it
0: is. Yeah, they
1: can retire, and and the ones in the middle are working like crazy, and yeah, not too happy even though they're getting wages. They're not too happy, and they also, you know, I mean, millennials are. I have, I so my kids debate whether they're millennials or they're Gen Z, and I can t- one is a millennial, and one's a Gen Z, but they don't like that break off. <clears throat> but, um,
0: because why don't, why because
1: you like- the, well, my son, he, he doesn't want to be a Gen Z. He wants to be a millennial, but, he mm-hmm. yeah. but, um, uh, but I, you know, it's there, there, the anxiety levels, I looked at the household pulse survey and the anxiety levels of, um, the youngest in our, um, population. And it goes, uh, it diminishes by age are the highest our know, It's like 40% huh. have anxiety or depression right now, mm. which is, mm. right.
0: it's
3: not great. Not great. So now, never, they've, yeah, they've never there? seen, they have never seen inflation. The millennials or even some of the oh, no. uh, yeah, so no, This is like I, a shock to them. It's like, I, yeah, I, I have to point. tell them
1: stories about what it was like.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. So, so the boomers, the guys over 55, women over 55, they're, they're good. Cause they're stocks and housing and asset values, and everything's good. The young people, they're uh, benefiting from the surge in wages and the tight labor market. Uh, but the guys in the middle, they're feeling, oh, uh, of course, they have the kids too, and they're taking care of the kids. And Can't they also, they also have,
1: they have more more inflation. They, they feel- And they have more
0: inflation, right. right. Their,
1: their, yeah. their wages aren't going up as rapidly. Yeah. And- they got the kids and they can't afford, there's no yeah. child, there's no childcare employment, yeah. education yeah. employment's down.
3: Yeah. yeah Chris and I, place. maybe both yeah. of us are probably pulling down the university of Michigan and conference board because <laughs> we're taking care of our three little, our little kids.
0: Don't give me that, Ryan. You love it. It's a joke. Yes.
3: I love it. Yes. I love my children. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you
1: know, my, my, kids everybody has those going, days though. <laughs> I, well, my kids always go back to, because um, I was in the World Trade Center. I was responsible for NAV being in the World Trade Center. Yeah. And actually, my cancers this year were because of the World Trade Center. But um, I, my kids always go back to that age. Um, they were three and six, um, in 9-11. And um, my son said to me, I'm, as he came back from school and went online, he said, you know, mom, if we had been three and six, we wouldn't have made it to four and seven.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but you wrote a great book after that. i think everyone should uh, you wrote a really very good book great book people should read after your experience of nylon because people don't know this but nabe the national association of business economics at the time it was business economists i think had their conference. no we had just
1: changed the name oh you I just was, changed the name yeah yeah right.
0: were you president
1: then or um i was it was i was on my way to presidency
0: yeah I and was, was asked, the- I was asked
1: to be president of name when I was um or to do the annual meeting, which was on my route to presidency when I was eight and a half months pregnant with my son.
0: <laughs> is that right? Wow. wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: you accepted. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they, this is the Marriott Hotel in the bottom of the world trade. And I actually had four people there. Four, I think yeah. four or five I had a booth there. We were a young company, really. And we were just, yeah. uh, and boy, that was harrowing. And you, of course, you described your experiences, which were very harrowing at the time. So. Very, very good book for people to read. to get a sense of the, just how scary that that, that time was. Uh, very, yeah. very scary. Anyway, uh, big topic, consumer. So yes. let's, uh, let's begin this way. Uh, this, how are you feeling? How do you think the consumer is doing? American consumer is doing? Uh, how would you characterize things?
1: Well, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, you, you laid it out well and primed it up, uh, Mark, with the dissonance between the Consumer Confidence Survey, employment doing well, and they're angry about inflation. They're angry, but they're spending anyways. I mean, they're you know spending like fancies right now. I mean, it, you know, they may be angry, but it's not stopping them from spending. And they've got you know, I mean, I do worry about you know disaggregating the data. Um, and as we get into the end of the year, how much savings there is left among those households who are still unemployed. But um, you know, they've got a tailwind in terms of their balance sheets. They got a lot of net worth, and they're getting their net worth. What's so different now, in, as opposed to two thousand eight, two thousand nine, is they're house rich as well. Yeah, and, and that is something that you know spreads across a lot more households than just point. equities. And of course, you know, we don't want them cashing in their houses, but they also pay down their credit card bills, and so they they've got they've got some wiggle room and cushion to spend pretty aggressively, even though they're not too happy about the inflation situation.
0: Do you, do you do like a forecast, a lot of like a lot of other economists for holiday sales? Like what are Christmas? So, so if uh, the Wall Street Journal calls up and say, hey, Diane, what are Christmas sales going to be this year? What do you say? Do you, do you have- Yeah,
1: I, you know, I, I did one every single year for many years. And I did look at the data this year since we were going to talk about it because I, yeah. I did it annually for like 20 some odd years. Uh, so it's not something I ha- It's something I have done a lot of. But the comps, even after adjusting for inflation, are the strongest I've ever seen even if we were to deteriorate from here on out from where we were in October. Could be double digit, right? Double digit. Oh, easy double digit. And after adjusting for inflation, depending on which category could be high single digits Mm. um, with a lot of inflation. Um, So that's just stunning to see the kinds of gains in, and even the online spending, the comps get harder because we spent so much online last year, but, even that, you would have to really crater it like crazy to not have still a really good year. Yeah. Now, it, it's, the numbers are really, really good. And
0: it's not just base effects, meaning last Christmas no. wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. It was like. No, no. I mean, it, it was. Yeah. We,
1: we did slow down as we went into the end of the year. Remember, we almost, and, and I think you you and I were sort of on the same page on that. Cause we had yeah. a negative imprint on employment. We really needed that. Oh, that's right.
0: That's right. December was negative. December.
1: Yeah. yeah. December was a contraction in employment mm-hmm. and people were running out of their money and the food bank lines were getting longer and it was crazy. It was, it was a hard mm-hmm. time. And we we're going mm-hmm. into the, you know, we didn't have, we, we had just gotten vaccines in November, um, but they started, and they started giving them out, I think in late November, but um, you know, that, It was a hard. It was it was hard, but it wasn't contracting. But we could have we could have gone into another recession if we had not gotten that on December twenty seventh, the six hundred billion.
0: Yeah, that was that uh, kind of the quiet package that got through because I think because of the. It actually
1: lapsed a day.
0: Oh, oh, is that right? Is that it? Yeah, the previous
1: president didn't sign it on time. Waited a day to sign it. Right. But then they decided not to let all the benefits lapse anyways. They grandfathered okay. everyone
0: in. So is that what you say, the previous president? So that's how you handle that then? <laughs>
1: yes. I have not said a president's <laughs> name in a very long time. <laughs> that's that's
0: interesting. That's great. Uh, that's good to hear. That's, White House, that's administration,
1: right. president. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, now, if you look at over, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you look at overall consumer spending, so holiday sales, that's basically stuff. You know, that's right, clothing good. and except for Except for restaurants and bars. Except for restaurants and bars. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of good stuff. You know, you know, that's all been juiced up by the pandemic we've been right. at home. Uh, obviously, travel and other healthcare and other fi- kinds of uh, services we've been not spending on. So if you take the total consumer spending – and you look at it 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 still doesn't feel like it's quite back to where it would be if there hadn't been a pandemic is that a fair characterization right. yeah, yeah absolutely because yeah.
1: okay. we yeah. haven't pivoted i mean and i i wonder too mm-hmm. i mean this is interesting because as you know a firm that's um professional services consulting firm you know tax audit advisory we used to have people on the road all the time traveling but we have to reduce our carbon footprint mm-hmm. and one of the biggest ways to do that is to reduce your office footprint and to reduce air travel. And of course, we discovered things that you don't need to do because of this world. You can do, you know, mm. virtually. right? Um, and so, um, and every other major professional services firm is in the same place we are. And so some of these things, you wonder what they're going to become instead, but, you know, it, it does, it's accelerated digitization, but it's also because of climate change and concerns about the climate. Um, and how do we, until we can figure out, until my my son's best friend can figure out how to cool the planet back down again, <laughs> so we yeah. don't have so many extreme weather events, you know? Tell me how we um,
0: invest in that. I'd, I'd love to send a chat It's cool stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah,
1: that's what we, I mean, because, you know, even if you, I mean, the extreme weather events have, you know, accelerated so much. So the, those are things that I'm looking at that and saying, you know, even though we'll eventually get to another level, but it's, we've made some structural changes here.
0: Yeah, I think Moody's uh, now uh, charges a fee for our travel because, you know, we have a like a net zero goal, I think by right. 2030. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I, I yeah,
1: we do I'm... too. Everybody does. Yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So to. when you travel, you have to pay a fee for the carbon that you create. So it's added to your travel expense and you have, of course, have a travel budget. So that makes sense. So it's, it's, like, less...
1: a it's your... like a carbon tax. It's like a
0: carbon is effectively a carbon tax, right? Yeah. And which yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, uh, And I suspect they're going to be raising that every year. Like they should, right? You know, yeah, it's a yeah. slow temperature, you know, I'm going to raise this temperature on you. You know, right. over time. Yeah. So uh, when you think about the things that drive spending, consumer spending broadly, uh, okay, jobs, check, you know, uh, still not quite back to where we were pre-pandemic, but definitely headed in that direction. We talked about 600, 700 jobs per month, you know, now creating, unemployment's falling pretty quickly, not quite back, but it's getting there pretty fast. Wage growth is picking up, particularly for low-wage workers. The bottom 70%. Bottom 70%?
1: Yeah. I saw some we- great analysis. I know all these labor economists that do much better yeah. work than I do. Bottom 70% of workers have seen their wages improve.
0: From, you mean the, the rate of growth in the wages has accelerated? And real, yeah, oh, real, real wages.
1: wages. Really? They have improved. Oh,
0: okay, that's surprising. Yeah. I'll,
1: so that was- I'll, I'll, well, if you're better on Twitter, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll tweet it.
0: To you. I know I got to get, <laughs> by the way, oh, wait, wait. I'm going to advertise at Mark Zandy. Cause I, yeah, I'm I, at
1: Diane's walk. There so. you go.
0: <laughs> I just re-engaged. I mean, Diane, I got this Twitter handle 10 years ago. and Never used it. And like three weeks ago, I said, okay, I better start using it. So I'm having well, a lot I retweeted of fun it.
1: some of the stuff when you put it out. Too. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for doing that. I noticed. I appreciate yeah. that. It's See, really then kind it it
1: gets amplified. Yeah.
0: Right, amplifier. Chris, Chris wins.
1: What did you say, Chris?
0: No, Chris and I had a
3: side bet. I took the under on 28 minutes until Mark touts his Twitter handle.
0: I took the over. So Chris went. I took the
2: over. Uh, Uh, Good job, Chris. What What do we bet? I don't think we bet anything.
0: Oh. Oh, Well, okay. Uh, uh, I I think we forgot. You get a mug. We'll get you a mug. I got plenty of mugs. (laughs) Moody's a
1: <laughs>
0: dismal scientist whatever you want I got it for you all right yeah all right. anyway okay but there's one new oh uh, there's stock prices there's housing values you know everything kind of feels like wow there it, there's uh, there, there's one negative and we're going to come to that in a minute that's yeah. inflation I yeah. really want to talk about that yeah but before we get there there's this one other big kind of tailwind the so-called excess saving right and did you want to talk about that? How do you feel about that? I mean, in my mind, that's a big wild card in yeah. terms of spending going forward.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, so the saving rate dropped to what, 7.5%, which is almost pre-crisis levels in September, of course, the fact that we lost a lot of income support from the unemployment insurance lapsing that brought it down. Um, we actually, you know, the question is, is there going to be some kind of discretionary savings or is there going to be dis-savings going forward? And we think there's a period of more dis-savings because of the wealth effects. And okay. because of the ability to tap into home equity lines of credit and, um, and credit cards and all that and go back into debt, for better or worse, that gives us even a more of a tailwind. But then you know, the question is you know, how, how, we don't have saving rate going as low as like we saw during the peak of the you know, home equity lines of credit becoming almost ATMs in 2005, 2006.
0: So just to uh, level set for the the listener, so what happened is the pandemic hit and our saving rates got jacked up. You know, for yes. lower middle income households, it's because of government support, uh, stimulus checks, you unemployment insurance, so uh, rental assistance. For high middle high income households, it was I'm sheltering in place. I can't spend my money, even though I'm buying a lot more stuff. That's not going to spend all my money. I save a lot more. So. The saving all those vacations you didn't
1: go on and right. So the saving
0: above which would have happened if there was no pandemic is called excess saving. And by most calculations, including ours, through September it was about you've added it all up, two and a half trillion bucks. That's 10% of of GDP. A lot of money. Yeah. And so what you're saying is you think going forward, you know, because people are now traveling and spending, their saving rate has now come back in. It's closer to where it was pre-pandemic. they're not not going to build any more excess saving. And in fact, they're actually going to spend down some of that excess saving going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And do you have a sense, now, if $2.5 trillion was spent in 2022, boom, right? 10% of GDP. Yeah, no, yeah. And that would be, okay, inflation's got to, it's going to be a big problem because it's going to be zero. It's not going to be that much,
1: yeah, no. It's not going to be that
0: much. So you're saying- I mean,
1: unfortunately, I mean, there's also, that's where the distributional issues get in, right? Because- a lot of that savings is in places like high income households yep. where they might spend their income. And it turns out they do spend a lot of their income, but yeah. they don't spend much of their savings.
0: Yeah. So the way I would characterize what you just said was for higher income households, they view this as it's wealth. I mean, it's a yeah, nest, yeah, yeah. nest egg.
1: Yeah. It's our nest egg. It's the
0: boomer yeah. who, me, who sat on my back deck, didn't spend the money, saved, sitting in my checking account now maybe it's moving into stocks or whatever crypto for by the way diane james bond over here is a crypto oh god you and my daughter yeah yeah look at look how wealthy he looks i'm, I'm surprised he's oh, even still goodness. working well, you know look yeah, at yeah.
1: him. i mean you know right my daughter is like yeah and then my daughter is talk, telling me about being a long long-term investor in crypto uh.
0: It's a
2: day and a half <laughs> I, guess. I,
1: guess. I love yeah.
0: that what was that what does that mean like next week or something or? Yeah, like, yeah. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: gosh i
3: why. that's why chris is dressed like zoolander is that he's what he's getting he's getting into the crypto world and
1: you know. uh, zoolander <laughs> yeah, I, I view
0: like- that as a diss oh. chris I, that's a diss. That's I. I called you James Bond. So, he called you Zoolander. Which Which would you prefer?
2: So I didn't know anything about the cowbell. I didn't know Zoolander either. So I'll
1: you to, didn't know uh, cowbell.
2: I'll have to look I up.
0: Didn't know the, that. I didn't oh, know that. Chris.
1: Yeah, oh,
2: Chris. Yeah. Oh, I, I, Ryan. You see, and I are,
1: so I'm, on my on my screen, I can see everyone, and Ryan and I are on one side because we mm. know the cowbell.
3: Oh. <laughs> right.
1: And I know Zoolander. <laughs>
3: All right.
1: So. I'm, I think you know
3: you guys are just lagging over there. I <laughs> they don't find me Twitter. funny because I
2: gotta, gotta don't hang. Know out, I gotta
1: hang out with you. More, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I'm Louise. sorry, Ryan. <laughs> <Yeah>. I find <laughs> you quite funny.
3: Oh, thank you.
0: Where was I? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, so uh, <laughs> saving excess let, let's, let's, let's talk about. I was just digesting that conversation, but let's just <laughs> it's all all the happy talk now. But okay, let's get to the brass tacks here and this the surge in inflation. Yeah. Uh, uh, two things. Uh, one, how big a deal is that to the consumer outlook, and that gets to the second question: How long is this high inflation going to be around? What and yeah. you know what is your thinking around that? There's you know we obviously I read your have,
1: op-ed we, piece, so I have, a, I have an advantage yeah. on you. So.
0: Okay, Fire away. I'm really really curious.
1: So uh, okay, I just wrote a piece. Um, you would appreciate this since we. I just wrote a piece called "One Way or Another," based mm-hmm. on Blondie's 1979 hit. I'm going to get you, get you, get you one way or another. <laughs>
2: that
0: I do know. <laughs> That's great. I know you that know song. Yeah, that one, Chris. Okay. That's a uh, great pretty, song. But
1: so, um, and it's because Jay Paul, um, we don't know who the next chairman is going to be, if it's going to be Jay or if it's going to be Leo Brainer. but um, the Fed has said, we're going to get inflation one way or another. It'll be transitory one way or another. And you know, either it will bait of its own accord as demand normalizes and supply chain disruptions are um, worked out and labor comes back. Um, or- the Fed will forcefully um, stalk mm. it. That Deborah Harry actually wrote that about a stalker that was um, stalking her, going after mm. her. You guys didn't know that, did you? I
0: did not know. Um, no. And so this makes the Fed the stuff? stalker. She knows everything.
1: Um, that makes the Fed the stalker, and they, and and the Fed um, chasing inflation down because you know we know the the math on inflation gets easier. That means that inflation looks lower as we get into twenty twenty two. I actually do think that there's um, I'm a little more worried than you are about the residual shelter cost inflation and medical cost inflation that we're going to get underlying inflation in 2022 in the second half. And and I'm afraid I'm worried that the Fed in reaction, um, inflation is going to get worse before it gets better. First of all, we know that. Um, And then I do think it will start to abate, but will it abate enough to not burn or to not panic the Fed? And um, one, I think the Fed was too slow on tapering because they bought a bunch of assets to um, stabilize financial markets in March of 2020, which needed to be done because we didn't want to have a financial crisis and a pandemic together, which would have made it doubly worse and hard to get out of. But that was a long time ago and financial conditions have eased a lot since then. And so they'll accelerate their tapering. And I think they're going to be raising rates three times next year. My worry is that instead of being, um, Powell has said, Chair Powell Jay has said, he will um, be patient but not hesitate to raise rates and that the Fed will be patient but not hesitant. I worry that the Fed will not be prudent and will panic. And central bankers are hardwired to uh, fight inflation. They've been raising rates on and preempting a non-existent inflation for 30 years. And they haven't chased inflation down since the 1980s. And my concern is be careful what you wish for on low inflation because the Fed may overshoot and get us into a boom bust situation. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're saying, okay, I my my sense is that inflation may not have peaked yet, but we're next month, two or three, we're going to peak. It will peak and, and then it's it will moderate.
1: Moderate, yes.
0: But it may, um, and it supply may...
1: chain bottlenecks. I mean, one of the big uncertainties, and you know, you're know, you right with me, I mean, the course of the virus determines the course of the economy. And Delta wave exacerbated inflation pressures even as it slowed down consumer spending because of the supply chain disruptions. And we've got another wave out there and Europe's going into mitigation efforts right now. Um, Germany yeah. is and um, the UK are hitting Austria. some trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Austria, Austria. Austria, just, yeah, big one in Austria. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I hope that, I mean, we're not as vaccinated as we need to be. Although kids are getting vaccinated really rapidly, that's good. Um, but you know, I do worry about what is this next wave? Even even when we don't mitigate, we pull back on those services that we've not fully recovered on. And so, but there's also disruptions. And so, I I, I think you know, if we're not. you I mean, this, the computer chips are back online. So and cars are being produced again. That's great. So there's some signs that there's uncoiling in those supply chain, even though they're still really long. And you know, by the second half of next year, you shouldn't be have as much of a problem, but we don't know. And then I have a lot of questions about, even though there's no precedence for what we're doing, it's not the 1970s, it's not stagflation, it's not that, but um, the wage price situation, I'm not sure about. I'm actually, when I look at the imbalance between employer demand and um, the supply of labor, I don't know why wages aren't going up faster because it really is huge, the gap right now. And I don't know exactly how that gets resolved, but um, I do worry that in the midst of all this, some higher interest rates will be justified. The question is, will it be a situation where the Fed actually achieves a soft landing? I, I sort of liken this environment to, I remember during the financial crisis, it felt like I was forecasting standing on fault lines, trying to get my footing. This is like quicksand. Every time you think you have a tether to pull yourself out, you get back in again good, because good something changes mm-hmm. with the pandemic. And, you know, that's, um, it's humbling. And I don't, you know, I mean, a lot of people in the Fed are my friends and I, I admire them and, and I'm glad they have to make the decisions and I don't. But um, I also know they're hardwired to worry about inflation. That's their job at the end of the day. And even though they want a full and inclusive Recovering employment, um, as we talked about earlier, it may not be that in the overall level of numbers. If people don't have multiple jo- jobs, the payroll numbers could be distorted by that. Um, and I and the other issue is that they could go too far. So,
0: in my mind, the firewall. And I'm obviously overstating the case, but you know, yeah. just to make a case. Yeah. The firewall between inflation moderating, and yeah, there's a lot of variables that will determine how fast it moderates, you know, will the pandemic come back, you know, so forth and so on. I get all that, but the, uh, the firewall between moderation and something more persistent where wage price dynamics go in the wrong direction, you kind of get into that negative kind of wage price spiral is inflation expectations. And, you know, people and investors.
1: Yeah. There's someone at the fed that actually wrote a paper saying inflation expectations aren't the best. We don't really know how they work. But right.
0: So that's my question to you. I mean, do you? That's how I think about it. it you know, yeah. I take great solace in the fact that, you know, investors still seem to think that inflation is not going to accelerate in a persistent way. Economists, so you and tie. I, we contribute. I, I think you contribute to the Philly Fed survey, which is a probably the best measure of what economists think. And and by the way, this sounds self-serving, but I think that's actually a pretty good. Measure expectations because the economists are the last to change their minds. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> if They change stubborn. their minds. We're done. <laughs>
0: we're done. We're done. But so far, so good.
1: Uh, <laughs> and we're also working remote. We don't look at gas prices.
0: Yeah, and that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, do you agree with that, or you know, or um not?
1: So, a lot of the way. So, I was mentored. You know, Jim Annable, We mentioned him earlier. My my former boss, for 20 years, he mentored me. And he was an expert on inflation and the labor market at the Fed. Actually wrote a couple of books on it Um, when he was um, first starting as an academic, uh, after his academics in the 1970s. And what his work suggested was 80% of wages in the 1970s were tied to a cost of living, um, a COLA adjustment. And I remember my dad coming home from work and he was a white collar worker at, at General Motors. And you would get his CPI increase for the year. So you would automatically baked in all of the increases from OPEC um, cartel into wages. And the only way to cut your payrolls was to cut people. And um, you know, we had a tripling of inflation from 1960 to 1970. And then we got this wage price spiral because we also had a high level of immunization and white collar workers got the same thing that blue collar workers were in their contracts. I mean, it was contractual. Um, and that has broken down so that you know so in that sense i don't think that's going to happen but i'm just not sure how the the gap in demand between will it be automation i mean we heard cvs say they're closing 300 stores this week and um you know that may be the way that we. who who said that CVS.
0: a cvs right
1: they're going to close 300 stores and go digital on those stores Um, And, you know, I do think that we're going to see more and more employment. It is actually happening that more and more employment is concentrated at large retail tech savvy behemoths that can take advantage of productivity. And that makes me sort of less worried about inflation that um, I also think they're fairly effective at not allowing unionization and people we can debate whether that's good, bad or indifferent, but um, they have algorithms that that they detect it (laughs) to try to head it off. Um, But that concentration at the large phenopsonies I think will eventually slow down and stop us from becoming anything like the 70s. So I'm not worried about that kind of wage price spiral. I don't put it in the same form of expectations um, because, you know, if firms can't pay it, then they won't. And if they decide it's not worth it, then they won't. But um, I'm not sure though how long it's going to take us to get from here to there. And what that transition is going to look like.
0: Right. Okay. Well, fair, fair mm-hmm. enough. So uh, my takeaway though, is that, uh, you know, there's obviously we have a, a lot similar, of risk.
1: We similar, have a similar okay. forecast.
0: Yeah. That
1: um, just we're headed just a in the right more.
0: direction. Yeah. We, we've got a problem with inflation, probably temporary, assuming the pandemic doesn't go off the rails again. Yeah. And temporary that-
1: economists is a year or two where, well, yeah, individual me, consumers, it's, it's not.
0: You know? No, of course, you know today. So, tomorrow is, you know, that is no longer temporary. If it's going to be like, next week or next month, I'm paying these right. high, right, uh, high prices. No, no, no doubt, no doubt about it. It's just from a thirty thousand foot level looking down, and right. you're saying the there is a risk the Fed messes this up, which is always obviously a risk at this point in the business cycle when
1: and and I mean I'm, I'm I don't envy them. I mean it, it's yeah. an easy. It's just, I mean yeah, who knows.
0: Yeah, and they've got it's a little bit more complicated than normal because you got these very inflated asset values, stock prices. We talked about crypto credit yes. spreads in the bond market. I don't know if you've been noticing, but the housing market looks like it's getting a little frothy. Some speculations. Starting uh, the
1: there's lots of yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it wasn't the case that. six,
0: twelve months ago for my eye, but now I'm seeing a no, lot of flipping. Yeah.
1: it's yeah, and and the investors coming in flipping to rent.
0: Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. flipping. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, you know, like,
1: if, if you Google in Houston, it's such a huge thing in Houston. Hmm. It, it's like that's a huge business. For some reason, Houston is a huge market for the flip to rent market. Buy it, buy it and flip it to rent. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's um short term so, rental
0: like a Airbnb, Airbnb, B and B. No, it's
1: people renting Wrong. because they can't afford.
0: Oh, is that what you're saying? I see. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, right. Because they're getting so, the rents I mean, have gone skyward here. So
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And right. you know the rents on. I mean, we've also seen the rents even in the urban areas because young people have returned. The office space hasn't, but young people have returned and that's pushed up rents again in urban areas as well on, on apartments, but yeah.
0: So I guess the last, just to close the loop, because I want to respect your time. It's late on a Friday. I don't want to keep you. And you're headed to Michigan, I think you said.
1: So. Yeah, we have to go after yeah. the traffic. So I've got some time, believe me. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay, but I want—I I don't want to keep you, but I do want to ask.
1: You Chris know, and I are going, no, we don't, we don't want to stay any longer for this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed that. I, I,
1: they're, I, they're, they're like, uh, it's late. Yeah, it's late on a Friday. Oh, it's those later. two guys. Oh, no,
2: yeah, don't it, worry. It's, it's, it's no, like no, too, are you kidding?
1: It's no, Friday no, and, love this stuff. Yeah. Holiday week.
2: He we've uh, got the post podcast. Uh,
0: Chris doesn't respect boundaries. You know, he's like tweeting me, uh not tweeting, emailing me at all hours of the day, you know, and expects a response right away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just oh, replying it's to your
0: time.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I've been up every day this week at three in the morning and ooh. I I do send my people emails at three in the morning, but I don't send them text because they get up for text. So
0: Oh, well, that's good to know, but that's a little scary that you're up at three in the morning doing emails.
1: <laughs> I, I was, I was actually, yeah. I, I write, I write whole five thousand or three thousand word documents on my iPhone.
0: That is amazing. Google, Google That Docs. is amazing. Don't that's get any amazing. ideas, Mark. No, no I can't. If,
3: if you start There's texting way. Chris and I no, no. at
0: midnight, it's not, yeah. not going to end well. No, but Orion answers emails at all time of the day, no matter yeah. when it is. I mean, literally. For I'm, sure. I'm telling you, Diane. Mm-hmm. He's.
1: Do you have a, a Do you have a thing that goes off? I turn. You can turn it off. I, yeah, I you can turn it off. Yeah, I mean, Ryan. I told Ryan my people.
0: responds no matter what. Yeah, but
3: I, don't, well, I, I, I actually don't answer. have the email on my phone. Oh, you don't.
0: Wow. wow. Ah. So you're on the PC all the time. You're looking at the PC. At wow. Yeah, night? I want
3: to stay married because if I had it on my phone, I would just oh, be constantly I doing stuff. Yeah. Um,
0: but I you're still responding
3: one, one, all the time.
0: Yeah, I know. I want one. Ask one last question around the consumer. Obviously, there's been this massive shift. From services to durable goods, do you think we're in store for a period when there's going to be a very significant weakening in durable goods spending? Because maybe not for autos, but for many other, because there I expect there's some pent up demand, but for other stuff I'd call it spent up demand. We have yeah, I got I got three propane heater. Talk about carbon footprint. Three propane heaters <laughs> down on my back deck over here. I got two, uh, you know, what do you call them? Uh, water. Uh, what do you call this thing? So, uh power washer, power washers, two power washers. <laughs> uh, I won't have to buy a power washer until, well, I'll, I'll be dead by then. So, why, why do you have two power washers? To clean the uh, other one. Uh, well, I'll tell you, right. what, it's a long story. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. I just,
3: didn't, I just didn't understand why you have two power washers.
1: <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Come on, Ryan. Actually, you yeah. know, there's, there's on Craigslist, there's a lot of boats and jet skis and. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, everyone got boats when they got their second houses, or they're going to a Airbnb. Dog.
0: Everyone got to do yeah. a dog. And, well,
1: that's actually it's really hard. My my daughter trains dogs. She's in graduate school, but she she's like trained you know for blind epileptics and stuff and PTSD dogs. Not our dog. The dog that oh. she got when she was eighteen and brought home. She didn't train him. He trained hmm. my husband, <laughs> but um, <laughs> his name is Bear. But um, she's she but she's really worried about all the people that are now returning animals to the shelters.
0: Yeah. Ryan was telling you, Ryan's wife is a vet and she's saying the same thing. Yeah. There's
1: not enough. She's really concerned. She's busy. She's She's probably busier than you are.
3: She's very busy. Yep. She works way harder than I do.
0: So do you think there's going to be a backside to all this where there's going to be, you know, pretty weak building material and supply? I mean, all these retailers Um, that are reporting great earnings now. Yeah. There's a backside to this.
1: Yeah, there's a backside. There is a backside. And that? and that's, yeah. you know, again, it gets into it gets into that bullwhip effect, too, because people are double ordering.
2: Yeah. And
1: that right. and that means we could have an overhang. So what I'm also worried about is an overhang of inventories in 2023 that we have to work through and we could see some real discounting then. So be careful what yeah. you wish for.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's that's Ryan's. I mean, that's that sort of yeah. the
1: flip side of this. Right. And, and that's what, you know, I think there's a, the signals on demand are being distorted by the fact that, you know, I know builders who've gone out to Home Depot to buy the appliances they were waiting for that won't come until January right. and they want to finish the house and sell it and, you know, give it to it's pre-sold and get it off their, their balance sheet and get the cash and get on to the next one. And so, but they're double ordering. When you double order like that, you've got an impulse through the retail sector and the wholesale side. And at some point in time, we're going to have too many inventories. Yep. and yes. we got a lot of stuff that people won't want
0: well we we've got, got a lot to talk lot about diane we're going to have you back to talk about that and
1: you know, <laughs> about all our stuff and how we get all, rid our, all our
0: stuff, stuff. <laughs> yeah hey uh since we got diane last question uh, uh, to you chris or ryan did, there was anything you were wondering about that i didn't get to or didn't ask diane about that you want like, answers you're like to? no
1: we already know way too much about her
3: <laughs> there chris go ahead
2: I, I can't think of anything. You yeah. really okay. covered the game. It, it was a great,
0: great conversation. conversation. It was great. It was a fantastic conversation. You are so well, engaging and, and so lovely. And it's just a pleasure to chat with you. So thank oh, you very much. Oh, it's fun
1: to talk with you too, Mark. Yeah, I mean, best. you know, and and we've known each other almost our whole career. A long
0: time. Yep, a long time. Yeah, indeed. Well, m- hopefully many more years too, Diane. So and thank and you. now, you know, I, I,
1: have your, I have your Moody's, your old mug. I'm going to send a new next-
0: one, by the way. And it, w- like, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, I would, I mean, def- def- <laughs> definitely. <I'm> def- well, <laughs> it's going to have Mark's
3: Twitter handle on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right, Brian. I know. I'm shameless. I'm shameless. I'm well, um, um,
1: you guys have to go look up Powbell, Saturday Night Live. Oh, definitely. You have yes. to watch it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm if you don't, I, I mean, my daughter, uh, she was the. Uh, for a while, she was the head biologist. Um, well, she's a bi- she is a biologist. She was head of a brewery's, their entire quality control, and also the, um, doing, testing all the, the beer and bacteria and all that kind of stuff. And um, they always would say um, more cowbell, and she didn't know where it came from. So I played it for her. She's like, "Oh my God! I'm never going to be able to listen to that song again without saying Mm -hmm. more cowbell." And Ryan knows exactly what I'm talking about. But it is. Oh, I
0: got to go listen.
1: Carl Quintanilla, who I just love um, on CNBC, he tweeted out the more cow. He tweeted it out on its anniversary. It's 20 year anniversary, I think.
0: Oh, is that right? yeah yes. i definitely got it i love will farrow I mean, he makes me is laugh it out loud christopher
1: so. walken who's in that yeah, christopher, right? yeah, christopher, christopher walken, walken. Oh, yeah christopher
0: walken oh this sounds a classic
1: it's it's yeah. amazing it's amazing. But,
3: but diane's right it's amazing it ruins this song like whenever you oh. hear it you're just forever you're just gonna think scott cowbell yep
1: you're, you have to play it you have to go and oh, yeah you right. have to put get so Ben. before bend, yeah. chris before you try to put this whole thing together, go Google that. And, um, any of your listeners should also just, mm-hmm. it's just something, you know, if you need a moment of joy.
0: Well, you know, Diane, the hardest part for us of this podcast is after we end, the three of us have to come up with a title for the podcast and we can have a rubric <laughs> for doing it. I somehow, when I think Cowbell of- is going to be in the, in the title. <laughs> Cowbell
1: somehow. should be in it. Yes. I, yeah, I already have to title. Cowbell.
0: Oh, you already got the title. Fantastic. All right. Well, I think we're going to call this a podcast. Uh, it was fantastic. Really, really good uh, to uh, to have your voice. And the only thing I can say, Diane, since our, our outlooks are similar, we're both going to be wrong. So, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. know. I know. It's, I, yeah.
1: I, well, at least we're in good company.
0: Yeah, we're in good company. Good company. And
1: we can, and we can you know, we can commiserate together, but it, it's yeah. been a humbling year. And yeah. all I can say is it's good to be on- As hard as the pandemic is, and it's still going on, I will never forget what a gut punch it was seeing the claims go up so quickly and the jobs go so quickly and just how devastating that was. And to at least be at a place where there's some hope on the horizon is a good thing to do. And for me personally, having 11 surgical procedures and six major surgeries Mm. and so far beating cancer, through the pandemic. And um, it's just a good place to be right now.
0: Well, you're strong. And thank goodness for that. Amen. It was good to hear. Yeah. Good to have you. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. And we we'll call that a podcast. Take care now.